0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Yap Yow, our podcast about navigating the waters of young adulthood through discussion of pop culture, existential crises, and self-reflection. I'm Mia. I'm Leah. And I'm Kat. Today we want to get a little more personal and tell you a little bit more about ourselves. With Lunar New Year right around the corner, we want to go over some of our horoscopes and some stuff about our personalities that are similar and different. So why don't we just jump right into it? Why don't we go around and... talk about our horoscopes
1: so me and i have kind of talked about it we're both adopted and sometimes it can be a little iffy on whether or not we were actually born on the exact day but i since i'm on the cusp between a virgo and libra being it towards the end of september i'd like to say that worst case scenario i'm born before the date they told me so that still falls within the virgo category and virgos are known to be very feelsy and emotional um percent me but i'm a virgo
2: my birthday is in December, so that makes me Sagittarius. I was actually born like two days before the cutoff for Sagittarius. I don't really identify with the stereotypes of SAGs. They're known to be like very free-spirited, love to travel, hard to tie down.
1: You're hard to tie down.
2: Whoa. whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I don't know if that's an insult or not.
1: No, you're a catch. You, you're just independent. You don't need no man.
2: All right. Um, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> that's uh, the stereotypes uh of like they're just very free spirited and hard to tame but i feel like for me i'm the type to like just want to like have a very structured life like grow up in the same town not really move around a lot traveling's fun but it's also very stressful and expensive um i met someone when i was studying abroad who she would like travel on like like the poor man budget and like hitchhike and stuff and I would never be able to do that that just sounds really sketched and I always need to have that level of comfort I don't know maybe I'm more like a Capricorn
0: like Leah said because I'm adopted I don't know the exact day that I was born though my birthday that I celebrate every year is February 20th um and so that literally puts me in between a Pisces and an Aquarius by l- one day so that being Wait, said
1: I'm also one day away from Libra so maybe they're adopted children just have birthdays at the end so you never know maybe that's a conspiracy theory
0: (laughs) get back to me on that one so um because i'm both oh i should first preface that I'm, I'm lame. I don't fully like (laughs) believe in horoscopes. Like I know some people are like ride or die for them. Uh, I've always just been sort of like, eh, about them. But that being said, I feel like when I do read a horoscope, I very much fall in between a hybrid between a Pisces and Aquarius. I am a very creative person, which makes sense with why I would be a Pisces. But at the same time, I do have a lot of the similarities with Aquarius. For example, I'm literally reading this off a website right now. I like to have fun with my friends and intellectual conversation at Yappy Hour. And I like to consider myself a fairly good listener. So, I mean, it's a bit of give and take, but that's where I fall in terms of my horoscope. I think your horoscopes are what you make them, though. You know, you always find something to resonate with,
2: and I think that's the point of them. So, I was actually, like, looking at the dates now. I'm also one day away. From all like right. the next word. I it's, think I'm adopted.
1: It's not I think an I think your parents <laughs> lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> but on Mia's point, I think we all kind of take horoscope zodiacs and even personality tests with a grain of salt. It's just kind of fun to be able to lump yourself into something and kind of create these general characteristics for yourself. But also there is that psychological Barnum effect. I think is what it's called, where something is just vague enough to the point where it can apply to anyone. And so that's definitely what zodiacs horoscopes do um it's kind of like oh yeah i like that that fits me but it's always fun to just take a reflection on your inside and look at where you are reminds me of like tarot reading cards has anyone done that that's on my bucket list of life things did it no i went with i went with my friend to do it it was in some like sketchy k-town apartment super random and like really odd like i didn't buy into it at all but it is on my list to see a psychic I've always wanted to try that.
2: I've always wanted to be hypnotized. I don't Ooh, know if that's related.
1: That too. No, I mean...
2: Mind games. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's interesting how, like, for horoscopes, it's based on, you know, these certain dates because it's based on, like, the star configuration or whatever. For our Chinese zodiacs, it's actually based on the year that you're born. So you're, you're lumped into even a bigger group of people <laughs> for that. And it changes, like, there's no really, like, set date that you can put on the calendar for the years because it goes by the Lunar New Year. But... A brief history of the Chinese zodiac so basically there was this race and I had 12 animals in it and the first one to complete the race was the rat and then the last one to complete the race was the pig so I am year of the dog and dogs are known to be very loyal and playful it's basically just like the characteristics of the actual animal um and the reason that the dog got second to last in the race was because it was playing around in the river so all the other animals passed it and then it crossed the line right before the pig the reason the pig was last was because it ate food and fell asleep which is uh mia and leah's year so do you guys identify (laughs) with the pig
0: yes i am the pig (laughs) I eat and then I pass out. Everyone laughs laughs at me for it. I'll literally eat and then fall asleep. I'm like a grandparent.
1: We call that a kanak attack in Hawaii. I think
0: I definitely identify with the pig. Again, we're adopted. So (laughs) nothing is for sure. Okay, but
1: if you think about when we were born, like for me, I'm in the end of 95. So that's a good nine months Room of air. So I feel like I absolutely have to be a pig. But for you, you're in the beginning of ninety-five, so maybe you could be a dog. A dog. But I don't know. For me, nine months, that's like basically being conceived. So I think I'm born in
0: ninety-five. Okay, so you're a pig. <laughs> you're boring. Um I'm a pig slash hybrid dog, so <laughs> I'm unique. I definitely resonate with both. So pig for Leah, because she's not a hybrid like me. You are energetic and always enthusiastic Mm -hmm. even for boring jobs true i think that's true actually (laughs) you're not wasteful spender that's true Eh. you're not a wasteful spender gentle and optimistic oh that's for men sorry (laughs) i mean you are gentle (laughs) you're full of excitement you attend social events whenever possible false you treat everyone (laughs) genuinely false Eh. (laughs) just kidding kidding. jury's still out on that one
1: (laughs) to (laughs) dogs
0: dogs are honest and loyal honestly i feel like i'm a dog that's why i love dogs so much
1: that's not how it works
0: (laughs) i relate to the dog leah Leah loves pigs because she's one of them (laughs) okay cat We're we're, our most defining characteristic is that we're loyal of course we never been in friends family or work well work is a little up in the air for me there we're popular popular in our social circles
2: What Mm. do you think leah you're you're in both of our social circles (laughs)
0: very popular high demand everyone needs a dog friend for advice and help you guys both give
1: completely different types of help i oh will just God. leave it at that yeah <laughs> okay. she's just
2: really jealous she's not in this dog club right now <laughs> all right kat we're very cautious yes we're indifferent towards people
0: we don't like that's true yes. we don't trust easily wow i really feel like i'm a dog now but once we do trust it's permanent yes we intensely protect
2: our family and friends
0: I feel like I'm a good combo between dog-pig hybrid.
2: That'd be a weird animal, but yeah, I'm here I'm trying for to, it. I'm trying to imagine it right now. Would the head be the dog or the pig? The dog. That you have a curly pigtail. <laughs> I can live with that. So,
1: so as Kat mentioned, these are fairly broad. I mean, they go with the Lunar New Year. So basically... At 24 years old, which is where we are now, we are the same zodiac as someone who is 36. And that may or may not be true. People change all the time. But even more specific, we kind of get into personalities and those kind of defining parameters for us. So the most popular, I would say, it's MBTI. I don't know what the TI is for, but it's the Myers-Briggs test, and that basically groups you. There's 16 personalities and you kind of get <laughs> grouped into one of them based on certain answers to things. And
2: so we've all taken this at some point in our life. I have this open and I always forget what these letters sound for except the I and the E in the beginning because it's obvious. It's the introversion versus extroversion basically you know introverts like to spend time alone whereas extroverts get energy from spending time with people. The next letter is an S or an N, so S is for sensors, and they focus on their five senses and are interested in information they can like hear, see, feel, and they're seen as more practical whereas the N sounds for intuitives and they focus more on abstract level of thinking and they're seen more as creative. The next letter is T or F, thinking or feeling. Thinkers make decisions with their heads while feelers make decisions with their hearts. And the last letter is JRP, Judging or Perceiving. Judgers appreciate structure and order, and they like planned things, whereas perceivers appreciate flexibility and spontaneity. I've taken this quiz at least five times in my life. It was actually mandatory for my work, and I've always gotten INFJ. So basically, I am introverted, and I think with my heart, and I like a lot of structure, which I think is very true to myself.
0: So when I took this test, like in high school, I was an ISFJ, so very similar to CAT, only one letter different. I took the test more recently, probably in college, so a few years ago, and when I did that then, I was an INFJ, so same thing as CAT. Truthfully, I do think that they're pretty accurate to who I am. I do consider myself an introvert when with like new people or people that I don't fully know. I have been told when I like, I'm comfortable with the group of people I'm with or with the person that I'm with. I take on a more extroverted personality where I become rather loud, but, um, that's so they say, I don't know, I don't, I don't think so, but I do think, yeah, I, I I think they're both, like, sort of creative positions, and I am a more creative person, and I'm very, like, internal, and I like to keep things to myself, but at the same time, I'm a really hard worker, and, like, when I set myself, when I set my mind to something, I'm, a really determined person. Like I, I don't quit easily and I consider myself pretty, pretty hardworking. So yeah, I think, I think they're both pretty accurate. What about you, Leo? What are you?
1: I'm an ISFJ, so it's funny we're all kind of within the realm of each other off by like one letter. Basically, I'm an introverted, sensory, feeling judging person, and I think that is very true for myself. Like Mia, we kind of have bits of ambivert traits in that we're very introverted at first, but we can be extroverted and social when it comes to people that we know and we're comfortable around, but ultimately, I think the I really stems from where i get my energy because even when i'm around people i love sometimes i just need a break and i really just regenerate by being alone and being with myself so that's kind of where my eye i think comes from the others are i think are fairly self-explanatory because they're very similar to what kat and mia just said but i just in general i'd say that i'm a simp very emotional feely person and so this personality test just kind of mirrors that where I think a lot to the point of probably fault (laughs) Um, and that I really just want what's best for
2: everyone and I care so much about others in general. So the big difference between what me and I are INFJ versus what you are ISFJ is that when you think you're more practical whereas we're interested in theories, patterns, and explanations but when I read this, I think you're more intuitive, because you're very much like... Wait, sorry, can you repeat? So the, what it, what's the S that I have? Okay, so sensors focus on their five senses and are interested in information they can directly see, hear, feel, and so on. They tend to be hands-on learners and are often described as practical. Intuitives focus on a more abstract level of thinking. They are more interested in theories, patterns, and explanations. They are often more concerned with the future than the present and are often described as creative. Do you do you think you're more sensing than intuitive? So I think I'm more of an S when it comes to other
1: people, if that makes sense. Like when it comes to my life, I'm extremely abstract. Like I can go down a hole of what ifs, theoreticals, hypotheticals, and really get lost in that abstract thought like an N. But when it comes to other people and kind of giving advice or just general day-to-day things that I'm not directly involved in, I do think I'm more of an S where I kind of look at the pros and cons. I'm very practical and pragmatic in how I approach things. So it's just kind of a different way that I approach things with others versus myself. So I couldn't go wrong with either or.
2: (laughs) So I guess it'd be helpful to kind of read what the like overarching like description of each personality is for us so me and Mia were INFJ which is known as the counselor uh, or the advocate um, it's actually one of the rarest types which is weird cuz I feel like I always meet an INFJ but basically they're creative nurturers with a strong sense of personal integrity and a drive to help others realize their potential creative and dedicated they have a talent for helping others with the original solutions to their personal challenges Whereas Leah is an ISFJ, the protector. Maybe you're actually Year of the Dog, I don't know. So <laughs> ISFJs are industrious caretakers, loyal to traditions and organizations. They are practical, compassionate, and caring, and are motivated to provide for others to protect them from the perils of life. It sounds like they're pretty similar, honestly. Like, we're both very caring and thoughtful of other people. Um, not to be conceited or anything, it's just what the quiz says. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Only one letter off, so. So I guess the fact that we're all really similar, do you think,
1: like outside of us as friends, do you think the people you date or the people you interact with fall in the same realm of INFJ or
2: ISFJ? As I mentioned before, I had to take this quiz for my work. We basically know what everyone else's personality is, and I was really surprised to find that a lot of people who are INFJ. people i didn't really get along with like initially because (laughs) we're all introverts which kind of makes sense so i feel like i get along better with like extroverts because they kind of take that step to like you know talk to me more so i thought that was kind of interesting but in terms of my friendships i don't i don't really know if i have any other infj friends besides you guys i know like of people who are infj like friends of friends but i wouldn't really say i surround myself by those type of people and i guess it kind of goes with the like the kind of idea that if you're too alike with someone to someone, then you might not get along that well. I used to have a best friend when I was in grade school, and we were just really alike. Like, we even looked alike. Like, a lot of adults would get us mixed up, but we ended up like hating each other. I have no idea why. We were just too alike in that sense. And I think there's a good balance between like differences and similarities to like make a friendship or a relationship work.
0: I too would say a lot of my friendships that I have today, most of them, well, I don't know exactly what their letters are, but if I had to guess what they were, they would be mostly extroverted. Um, And a lot of my friends are much different from me, everything from career paths to communication to like what they enjoy. A lot of my friends are completely different. I will say Leah and I are both are similar very similar in our letters and I think that's what keeps us from not killing each other when we live together because <laughs> we have very similar personalities and like we understand when the other one like needs time alone or wants to be social like I I feel like I very much understand your living habits, um, and I think vice versa. So I think that's what keeps us friends, but also what allows us to live together. Because I tell people all the time that I live with like one of my best friends from college, and they were like, "How do you do that? Like, have you not killed each other yet?" And I was like, "I don't know. We should make it work." Um, so I think that's interesting. I know my boyfriend. He's an extrovert. He's different. Honestly, he he didn't have to take the test to know that he was like we are like 180s from each other like we're very completely opposite people so it totally makes sense i think that absolutely opposites do attract when it comes to relationships and friends and just the people we want to surround ourselves with i like being with extroverts because i feel like i feed off of their energy otherwise i would just be like quiet in the corner but i definitely think that we surround ourselves with opposites
1: i will also say that my boyfriend is the complete opposite in letters like an e n t p some, okay, something like that. But he's the complete opposite. And I think that there is a lot of value in, like, learning from them. I mean, I feel like sometimes I'm so in my own head um, that's... I don't know what that is maybe that's an I thing an introvert thing or maybe that's just me as a human but I'm so in my own head and sometimes I can almost like shut myself out of things but kind of having him there and help me get out of those holes and like even just me voicing those concerns to him it's like something he's never thought of and so I feel like we just bring completely different perspectives to the table that kind of
2: allow you to grow with each other speaking of relationships and friendships Do you feel like you take a certain kind of role in your friend group or friend circle? For example, like there's a typical like mom role where it's like the person who takes care of everyone who watches out for everyone who's like the DD or the person who makes sure everyone gets home safely. Do you feel like you have a certain role in your friend group? And we can actually talk about, since we talked about friendships before, if you had a a different role in high school than you do in college or now. So I feel like in high school, I was like the nerd of the group. I was the one that everyone assumed if they had questions on homework or a test, they'd they'd always come to me they be like, Kat's the smart one, just go to her with all your questions. I know we kind of talked about this in previous episodes, but I feel like kind of like put pressure on me to always be like the smart one, always take like the higher level classes and get into a really good college. But that was more my role in high school, just like the quiet kind of like nerd. Whereas um, I feel like my role in my friend group now is... The really like chill stoner <laughs> I feel like that's what my role had become in college and ever since then I've kind of like stepped into that role I think it was a nice change for me like kind of like the serious more like high-strung um, academic person to more just like chill like oh like you know cat. Cat's just that like really level-headed girl like I mean if I'm gonna be honest I think I get stressed out really easily and I try to hide that aspect from my friends but the role I have around them is kind of the person that I want to be
0: I was definitely the one that, like, hid behind humor. I was always, like, pranking people and, like, making fun of people. But, like, in the best way possible. Like, no, my, not my, in the my, best way possible. My As someone mod- who has received a lot of those jokes, <laughs> I cannot say those were with my the motto, best intentions. My motto was that if I wasn't making fun of you, then I didn't care about you. Because I wouldn't make fun of people I didn't care about. And I definitely, like... I was just like the funny. One. I don't know. Not that I'm saying that I'm funny. I'm just saying like I was the one that I I could always like crack a joke or diffuse a situation. Like I was always doing doing stupid shit. Like even today, like when I go home, like with my friends, like I sort of fall back into that role where I'm kind of just like honestly like being the dumbass of the group. I think that's just a way that I cope with like being in a group of friends. Like I don't know what other role would naturally feel right like i like making people laugh and i like having fun and so i feel like being like the prankster or like the fun one is like the only way that i can relate to people in that in that sense i'm definitely not the mom i tried DDing once and i had the worst night of my life i was so bored everyone around me was drunk and i was just supposed to take care of them and i was like this is awful why would anyone volunteer to be this dd role like (laughs) this You remember when we went to 143 you, you and drove? Yeah, you and Jason were just drunk off your minds, and I was just like, yeah, I'm sober. And you kept yelling that you wanted to go to Little Tokyo because you wanted to get food, and I was like, no, we're going home right now. Really? I do not yeah, remember this. Yeah, I know you don't remember because you were very drunk, and I <laughs> hated being DD that night, and I was like, never again. Also, going to 143 and being sober?
1: I know. That's, that's so well, sad. I think you were sick. There must have no, been a reason. I Why? volunteered
0: as tribute because I had never DD'd before. It was always you or Jason would always volunteer Why to didn't DD. We just I
1: don't, I don't remember i think you were sick Anyways. i wasn't
0: sick i swear i wasn't sick i volunteered on my own accord and that was a mistake and i'll never make it again <laughs> what about you leah what what a group what role do you think you fall into when you go out with your friends feel free to disagree honestly because i have no idea but i think you're the mom
1: <laughs> no i'm not the mom i'm I don't want to you're ever not, be You're not ED. the mom, though,
0: because it's, like, you're always, like... I know when we go out, you're always, like, like, where are you? Come like You're always, like, keeping track of people, if that makes sense. You always want, like, everyone to know where everyone is, and, like, no one gets left behind. Except for that one time That's when you true. left without telling anyone. You went to 143, I and know. you left without telling anyone. And I look for you for, like, an hour, and then you text me, and you're like, hey, I want home. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? But other than that, I feel like you take motherly traits where you kind of have to like monitor everyone in the group make sure no one's like doing something illegal or like (laughs) doing something that's gonna get us like into a fight
2: i don't know i don't this isn't like a role but when i think of you leah like in a group i think you're the most presentable one like you're (laughs) the person who like is like the most like pragmatic pragmatic yeah. put together would, plans everything yes you're the person that like yes. if i had to get a pitch to someone I'd be like leah do it you know like that's you're the like, mom yeah whenever, you're the mom like, you the know, pragmatist I've, i like that one i've known leah for like so many years and whenever we meet a new person the way she interacts with that person is some like so polite and so just like i agree you want to introduce her to your mom like i want to take you home <laughs> you know <laughs> thanks i'm, I'm free and you've met <laughs> my mom
1: <laughs> i i think that's actually fairly true I do like to come up, like make a good first impression, I guess, and be sociable and kind of be likable. Honestly, that's like my instinct when I meet someone new is get them to like me. Like (laughs) That is kind of who I am as a person and just generally trying to be likable and practical.
0: You're always, like, sparking conversation on the bathroom line. I was like, these people okay, don't want to talk to you about I'm your drunk outfit. i hell, and
1: I don't know what I'm saying. Like, get me there sober, and I do not want to make eye contact with anybody. <laughs> like, sitting next to her, I'm like, stop it.
2: You're embarrassing me. <laughs> Anyways. So there's this Japanese saying that everyone has three different personalities. It's uh, one with your mask on, so, like, you know, for outsiders, people you just meet. One with your mask off, which is, you know, with your inner circle, family, close friends. And then your last personality is who you are when you're alone. So I was wondering if you guys have very different personalities in those three different categories. Um, I'm sure we're all pretty much the same. Like everyone says, yeah, you know, around like people I don't know, I'm like pretty quiet, but once you get to know me, I'm louder, but I'm more interested in how you think you're different with your close friends versus when you're completely alone, which is a really hard thing to think about. Cause when you're alone, you don't think, you don't necessarily like think like, this is how I am at my core when i'm alone i am the
1: most restless person ever like in every aspect of my life like i'm discontent with my career i question my relationship i question my purpose in life like when i'm alone my thoughts just drift to that space like what am i doing with my life and like how can i get out of my current state and that that comes in various forms like it comes in tons of self-doubt and criticism it comes in forms of existential crises and like journaling um but when i'm with my friends like everything is okay like i'm so happy to be in the moment and with them where it's like very different from when i'm alone with myself because i feel like i'm just restless contemplative and generally not content
0: okay well i feel like there's two versions of being alone like when i'm alone in my room i'm like a potato like i'm just like (laughs) on my computer i'm not thinking like existentially about myself like i'm just like usually binging on a show so like in that sense yeah i'm a potato i know what else to say it. when i'm like alone like doing something alone like activity alone i feel like i'm a far more confident independent person because i feel like I need to compensate in some way like people don't know me and so like when I'm traveling alone or like if I'm going to a restaurant alone or if I'm anything if I'm just like walking around the street alone I feel like I need to be a f- more adult person so that involves me just being more confident in like how I speak what I say when I interact with people I'm ve- wait like far more direct like very much less playful and like funny I'm just like yeah I'm just trying to present like this adult version of myself. And so I think, yeah, that's a reflection of like, who I am with my friends is like, I'm more comfortable. So I don't feel like I need to be that. But it's also like, when I'm alone, I also feel like that's a healthy step for me to just like growing as a person, like knowing that I am capable of being independent and assertive
2: i feel the same as leo Where when i'm with my friends i'm always like really enjoying myself but i think another aspect of me being around people is i'm always trying to make them feel comfortable so i i need to show that i'm enjoying myself so they don't think i'm not but actually like (laughs) it's kind of weird to say this because i feel like it can sound very personal but i think it's just a fact about me it's something that i shouldn't make it more than it is but when i'm alone i'm just a very sad person like that is just like my baseline state when i say this i people might assume it's a bad thing but i think it's just like a fact you know it's just something i need to accept like that's just how i usually usually am so with my boyfriend whenever we were around our friends we had a lot of mutual friends i was always very happy even with him like when we first started dating i was always very happy but when we started spending more time together and we're you know we're just doing our separate things in his room like he was studying and i was like watching youtube or something and i wouldn't really talk he would be like are you okay like you're never like this i'm like this is actually just how i am like normally
1: I, I ask you that all the time sometimes we're driving and you're just like straight face quiet and i'm like are you mad at me <laughs> like
2: what's wrong it's, it's, that's literally just my state of being it's just very like sad and like it's just it's just a fact it's not even like it can you i don't want to say like sad in the negative sense just like sad as like a being that's just like me i'm just very quiet and like think of like a puppy like with its head down when i'm alone like with myself and i actually uh I sleep a lot when I'm alone, so that's really what I spend most of my time doing, is just kind of, like, Leah is very, like, high strung when she's alone, I'm just, like, empty, I'm like an empty shell, and I think, in that sense, that's why I kind of question, going back to this personality quiz, the extrovert versus introvert, because I do feel like I get a lot of energy from hanging out with people, and when I'm alone, I, like, feel the weight of being alone, so I always... Didn't really identify with like introvert versus extrovert. I think I'm shy, but I don't get my energy from being alone. That was an interesting exercise. I, I've learned a little bit more about you too. Another question I had is how much our personality is influenced by our friends and family because you know if we didn't, if we weren't surrounded by those same people, we'd probably be completely different people. So, um, what do you think, Leah? Do you think you're influenced a lot by like your mom, your sister, us, even? growing up,
1: I think my mom was fairly judgmental and critical and not in a negative way. She just has a lot of opinions and voices it. So for example, someone down the street could be having their hair in like a messy button, my mom would be like, why do people think it's acceptable to go out like that? Like she just makes side comments like that. And I think that definitely influenced who I am as a person, just because I do think I'm hyper aware and Put a lot of pressure on the way i'm perceived by others and that goes to show like how cat you said you think i'm presentable or like i'm always kind of catering to other people and i think that directly reflects on how i was raised because i've seen that other side of the criticisms and judgment and things that go on in other people's heads and i just never want that to be on me so that's like a positive and a negative it's something that i don't want to control my life like i need to use that to my advantage rather than my disadvantage, but I definitely think that was a big part of who I am today growing up, and even having a sister, like, you fight with your siblings, and they put you down (laughs) when you're growing up, and you're really, I'm four years apart, so we're relatively close in age, but also at the same time towards big stages in your life like high school and college we're relatively far apart so having someone like a sibling to kind of pick at you and like low-key bully you that definitely influences who I am and how I'm so aware of how other people perceive me
0: I have a lot of similarities with Leah where I my mom too is very loud and opinionated my mom's a lawyer so it's a lot in her nature just to be loud and opinionated but I think, in a way, it rubbed off the wrong way, Uh, the opposite way, you could say. (laughs) Whereas when I'm with, like, my mom and my brother, who is also pretty loud and opinionated, I definitely take a way more introverted role in my family. Like, I'm way more quiet and way more, like, keep things to myself and pensive about anything. Uh, Whereas I also think that I'm, like, the most reasonable in my family, where I definitely consider... Not just how they're feeling, but like how maybe the person they're interacting might be feeling because I feel like sometimes they don't always pick up on like social cues from how other people might be feeling. Like I'm really good at putting myself in other people's shoes when I'm with them because I feel like they don't do that. And so I'm definitely the like easygoing, pragmatic one when I'm with my family and that's a result of them not being that so it's a bit the opposite where yeah i i learned to be l- like loud and opinionated for my mom but i also learned um when to sort of be humble and to be more of a listener than a speaker because i feel like they aren't the best listeners and i pry myself on being a good listener as a result of that
2: i think growing up i was more like my dad Um, My dad is very level-headed, very calm, like never raises his voice, very practical, logical. And so I, my mom used to tell me like, I was really good at arguing because I would always keep a very level head, whereas whoever I'm arguing with would get really riled up, usually her. So that's why I was more like my dad. But now I feel like I'm more like my mom. My mom is a little bit more temperamental, a little bit more nighty, a little bit more picky. I've just found like, having a boyfriend has made me more like my mom where I'm just very like picky about things he does or like nag him about certain things and he'll always be like oh you're not you're not my mom you don't need to tell me these things I'm like well I'm acting like my mom you know (laughs) both of my parents have kind of played roles into who I am now and I don't know I used to think like I'll never grow up to be like my mom but it's just it's totally just happened it's just a very natural thing to happen but I do think um I still hold like traits of my dad but Mia brought up an interesting point about how she acts around her family versus how she acts around her friends so I was wondering Leah if there's a difference between how you act with uh, your family versus with us
1: I think because I was always more quiet and more observant growing up that I've definitely fell into this more emotional role because with my mom being fairly judgmental and like opinionated and my sister kind of falling along that same shadow of my mom. I feel like I have just a completely different personality in that I'm fairly emotional. I love to talk about my feelings when I'm upset. I want you to know and I want you to understand me. And so within my family, I think they know that and they kind of recognize that. I mean, they always ask how I'm doing. Like they just know how to interact with me. Correct me if I'm wrong though, but I feel like when I hear you talk with your mom, you take on
0: like a more... Don't take this wrong way, but like child role. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I think that's true. Like, like mommy and like, yeah. Like, sumo and like, you know, like it's like more like, it's not the Leah I see um, day to day. You go back into the daughter role. Yeah. It's like much more like need of a parent role.
2: Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's true. I think, uh, with my family, I'm the opposite. Like, I'm not very emotional with my family. And I think that comes a lot from my mom. My mom's a very tough love kind of person. Like, Literally, the summer before I went to college, whenever we would bump into one of her friends, they'd be like, oh, when is your daughter going to college? And I was like, I don't know. Like, she would just be like, I don't care. Like, her dad's dropping her off at the airport. I am not gonna see her off. I'm finally, like, free to do what I want. I'm like, okay, mom, like, I know you love me, but, like, you don't have to say those things. I guess that also goes into my personality. Um, my boyfriend will often tell me I'm not very affectionate, and I, that's just the way I was raised. Like, I'm not a very, like, touchy-feely person. Yeah, so with my family, like, I don't really talk about, like, anything deep really like my emotions or anything i'm going through they don't know like a lot of things that have happened to me i'm not sure if it's like an like a stigma thing like how asian americans view mental health or if it's more just like a you're my parent and you can know these things about me but for my more personal things that's what my friends know about me so i guess it's kind of the opposite whereas with my friends i talk a lot about my feelings and my my you know like day-to-day problems with my mom it's like she asked me, oh, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm good, just work, it's fine. Like, I just, I don't want her to worry about me, so I just want to present this like, yeah, like, your daughter's. she's breathing, so it's all good, you know? (laughs) My roommate in my freshman year, she was, like, best friends with her mom, and I always thought that was really strange because my mom is my mom. She's not my friend. She's, I'm not going to tell her, like, when I lost my virginity or, like, you know, all these drinking experiences in college, I'm pretty sure my mom's still in denial that I drink alcohol, you know? It's just like, I'm her little girl, I'm not, I'm never past 18, but it's just, she would call her mom every day, talked talk for an hour, and one time I tried to eavesdrop, because I was like, what, like, what can you possibly talk to your mom for an hour? I don't even call her on Mother's Day, because I don't know what I'd say, happy Mother's Day, okay, have a nice day, you know, i text <laughs> her, but I listened to her, and she was like, well, I woke up, and then I ate this for breakfast, and then I walked to class, and I was like, oh my god, she's getting the whole rundown, but in her defense, her mom, Uh, gave birth to her when she was really young so that she probably wanted to be like the cool mom very involved in her daughter's life had her when she was young so I can see that but um, Mia you said you agree that you think it's kind of weird when like moms are best friends with their daughters
0: yeah I mean my freshman year roommate was like that too like had a set time every day that she called her mom and like would have to be back in the room to do it I mean it's not that I don't think you should be best friends with your mom but I definitely like second what you said that there's like a fine line of like details that you share about your life with your parents than what you share with like your friends just because sometimes it's like a whole thing to explain why something even is you know like your parents just don't understand certain things and to explain it would take forever and then they still wouldn't even understand it (laughs) so it's just like why you go to all that effort to just like have them be like I don't understand or like that doesn't make sense just do this and it's like that's not really why you tell your parents things you you don't want to get advice sometimes you just want someone to bounce ideas off of and parents always want to have a solution for you and sometimes that's the last thing you want to hear it's like I don't need you to tell me what to do I just need you to tell me that what I'm doing is right yeah I totally voice that and I I think there should be a healthy relationship with your parents but not a best friend status
2: there's that meme that's like when you try to tell your your mom a funny story and she ends up lecturing you like that's totally (laughs) my mom I'll be like mom this funny thing happened and later she's just like why would you do that like why do you think that's funny i'm like oh my god never mind like, <laughs> this is why we don't talk about those things you know yeah
1: absolutely speaking of disclosing certain information to your parents versus friends what do you do when you feel like you're under a lot of pressure or stress or you're facing a lot of hardship in life do you think that it's appropriate to reach out to your parents or your friends and like who do you go to for certain types of
2: advice I have a couple of friends that I go to for certain problems. Um, One of my really close guy friends, I'll go to him, surprisingly, about boy problems. I'll go to him about problems where I know I'm being stupid and I want someone to tell me very honestly and very blatantly, Kat, you're being really dumb. Girls, we like to support each other no matter what and, you know, kind of like sugarcoat things. So when I have like problems that I really just want to hear like, oh yeah, you're totally right, that person's being like a total asshole, like, don't even listen to them, like, I'll go to my girlfriends because I know they'll always back me up. They'll call me out in, like, the slightest ways, but they'll still, like, back up my sentiment. But if I really want the cold-heart truth, I'll go to my guy friends. It's not stress-related, but my dad's a doctor, so whenever I have health problems, I'll go to my dad about it. Um, And I guess if I have, like, questions about, like, cooking things, I'll go to my mom, but (laughs) I don't go to them about, like, serious problems about, like, emotions or, like, any sort of, like, relationship problems.
0: Truthfully, I think this is probably... Truthfully, I think this is one of my weaknesses as a person, <laughs> I don't know, as me, is that I internalize almost everything and I don't often seek advice or talk things out with other people just because it doesn't, one, it doesn't feel very natural to me. Like as a person, I just, I have a hard time talking about like serious things with other people just one because I'm worried about what they think, but also two, like I'm not always the most open to their other people's advice, and I don't want to put them in the position where I don't take their advice, and then that's weird. But I usually just work through things alone, and it takes me for as long as it takes me. But like any big decision I've ever had, like maybe I I talk to my mom about it, but at the end of the day, I'm usually the one that thinks really hard and long about it and then I come up with my decision and I know that I should be more forthcoming with the people around me and the people that I care about with this kind of stuff but honestly yeah I just I choose to internalize and it's a double-edged sword because sometimes it's really like put me in a corner when it comes to decisions but for the most part yeah I will just sort of push things down and figure it out um, am my own until until I have to make a decision, <laughs> which
1: is not that healthy. But I know that about you, but you're really hard to read. And I think I'm the opposite. Like, I do internalize a lot of things, but I am so easy to read that someone could ask me, hey, what's wrong? Or you seem upset. And it just turns into a freaking saga about what's going on in my life. And it, it kind of compounds, honestly, like maybe I had a bad day at work, but then that turns into I had a bad day at work and my life sucks. Like <laughs> just, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's just kind of like how I deal with stress. It's like, it definitely becomes overwhelming at times. And I've found that talking to people can help. Sometimes it magnifies the problem and it really doesn't get me anywhere. So it really does depend on like, the issue I'm dealing with at hand. Certain things I'll one thousand percent go to my mom or sister with. I feel like I am not. Com- I'm not their best friend. I don't put that on put them on that level. But I do share a good amount of my life with my mom. If I'm upset or like certain things that happened happened to me, I do share with her, and she has always been that kind of support and comfort for me. But other times I do internalize a lot um, if I'm not easy to read or if I'm in a situation where I'm alone and I am trying to write more and journal more. I used to <laughs> write a lot in high school and I, I like doing that. It's very cathartic and it's kind of nice to be able to look back on that and think, wow, I can't believe I was thinking that and like really just learning about yourself in the process. That is one of my New Year's resolutions. It's just to write more and be more in tune with how I'm feeling without having to search for external feedback or, like, resources.
0: I think it's interesting what you said about me is that I'm hard to read because I. that's not the first time I've gotten that. And I think that's just a... Res- I don't know. I, I have a hard time showing emotion. I'll just put that out there. But especially when I'm going through something, I don't want anyone to know. So I just... I've gotten really good at just putting on an everything's okay face and then if i'm questioned about it i push it even deeper down and i think yeah one of my resolutions even though this is not that episode is definitely to find a therapist this year just not because i'm going through anything like catastrophic but i do think it's important to find an outlet and i think i mean therapy needs to be just destigmatized anyway but i do think it's important to find someone to talk to and since clearly I have a problem talking to people around me. I do think therapy is always an option and something that people should be more open to because really they're just there to listen and be non-judgmental. And I think therapy can be really beneficial for people.
2: A lot of times you'll find that it's easier talking to a stranger about things than talking to someone you know just because there's no expectation on you saying something that's not right or unsure of how they respond. Like therapists are literally there to listen to you and give you feedback and i've been to therapy i i do agree that everyone should do it it's just it just helps you like regulate your emotions or like sometimes get something off your chest that you didn't even realize and i can be like leah sometimes where i'll go down a rabbit hole of like this is what this means and i'll make all these theories and i'll be like oh my god this is a disaster then i go to i went to therapy and they're like this is how it is and i'm like oh okay (laughs) like oh that's not even a big problem awesome so I definitely support that resolution and I think it's a uh, everyone out there should go to therapy at least once. I think it'd be an interesting activity to tell each other what our first impressions were of each other. I hated Leah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <okay>. first
1: <laughs> My first impression of cat was in like fourth grade, honestly. And I remember <laughs> She was so competitive, I did not like her. We would, like, hash it out on tetherball. There was always a line. (laughs) There was always a line to play tetherball. Like, the winner would stay in, and, like, losers would go out, and you just, like, cycle. That's, like, the cycle of tetherball. And I would hate playing against Kat, because she was so competitive. She gets so into it, and I was just, like... I'm also competitive so on one hand I'm like
2: this girl needs to chill like it's just a game and on the other hand I'm like I need to beat her so you know now it's the it's the complete opposite Leah is so competitive and I'm just like yeah whatever you can win if you want
1: (laughs) it's true but that was my first impression as like an eight-year-old oh and Mia oh god I feel all good friendships start with you disliking the person I did not like Mia in college when I first met her she was A prankster, as she said, but now I know it was just a defense mechanism. (laughs) So, you didn't like it because she'd pull pranks on you, or... She had this weird sense of humor where I constantly felt targeted. And how do you feel now? Less targeted, (laughs) be Still offended, but less so. (laughs) Well, I didn't like you either, so... (laughs) I know,
0: so that. (laughs) What did you think of Leah? Okay, you have to understand that when I met Leah, like, we were already... We were already living in very close proximity to each other, so it didn't matter if we liked each other or not. Like, I had to see her every day. Like, it was just a matter of fact. Leah, like, got really close with my close friend at the time and then, like, in a way, like, kind of stole her away from me. And so the two of them went off and did, like, all this stuff together. And then all of a sudden I was like, what the heck? I just lost my friend. And then I thought Leah was just kind of like, well, I didn't like her because of that. She took my friend away. But also, I don't know, I just felt Leah was kind of like, soft you know like she's easy target to like <laughs> break in in a way like she's just someone like easy to make fun of i don't know she does weird things and so i wouldn't like i wasn't a monster you have to like let's put that on the record i didn't like i didn't cause like any real emotional damage <laughs> here i was just Some like stress maybe but like i would just like you would do something and i would just be like make i don't know how to make fun of you but um I just didn't like you. I thought you were kinda of soft and like too friendly and you took my friend and It's okay. She took
2: one of my best friends away too, so Okay, so <laughs> thank you. So it's a common Alright, a... so what I'm hearing is
1: that people like me more.
2: Well, well, what happened? Started she started dating my roommate. Come on, dude. <laughs> Also,
1: was, you encouraged me
2: it's true I, I set them up.
1: <laughs> what was your perception of cat i know you guys met through me i'm trying like to think a, a year ago what was the first official
0: time we met though at the like a club, one for right? three okay that night you guys were like on another level than yeah, me sure and you guys were like twerking all over the place and you were dancing like crazy and i just remember being like oh my god these people are a lot and then the way no offense i'm not outing you but the way that leah prefaced you was just like yeah she's my friend from college like i don't really hang out with her like like, yeah, she's my friend from high school. I don't really see her hang out with her that much. Like, like she's bringing her other friends and, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And so I was just like, okay, I don't know anything about her. And then I just see you guys twerking all over the place. And I was like, okay, this is a lot for me. I don't know about this, Leah. Love and her. then I didn't see you for a really long time after that. Um, and then I think the next time I saw you also was at a bar, I want to say, I like will say, Harlow or something. I will say,
1: Cat. you can come off fairly standoffish at first just because you're not like super friendly up front but once you get to know you you're like so friendly so i think it was a while till we had like our first sober
0: not nightclub conversation and up until that point i yeah i just kind of thought you were like a party girl who was kind of standoffish and torqued a lot
2: yikes cat yikes cat does not work sorry (laughs) so for all of you who don't know what yiking is go listen to the song yakin certified (laughs) and just imagine someone dancing to that so my first impression of leah it's really funny that she had such a strong first impression of me because i literally don't remember what i thought of her you're you have no impact she's she's forgettable (laughs) not to your friends Mm -hmm. just kidding just kidding guys (laughs) i'm triggered (laughs) um well, I, I can tell you what I remember about you, but I can't tell you what I thought of you when I first met you. Honestly, that was so long ago. You really hated me to remember that about me, and I'm kind of impressed. It's just it. it's that competitive spirit in me. Yeah. So I just remember you. You played a lot of phone games. Like you still do. You just you played that bubble wrap game on our, our on girl. The she iPad. plays Candy Crush like yeah. it's her job. You you're very uh you get very fixated on things, and you were very um. You are very popular. I remember you being very popular in school. Like, a lot of people knew who you were, and a lot of people were, like, were friends with you. That was not my perception of well, middle school or high school. <laughs> you, gave a great, you gave a great impression. I was like, damn, this girl's so popular. I want to be her friend, too. But um, since it was so long ago, I can't tell you. I can tell you what my first, my, like, next first impression was of you, like, the most recent one, when we reconnected. I remember we went to eat at Sujita, mm-hmm. And I just remember you were so, like, you're so it's, it's kind of what i said earlier you're so put together i was like whoa like new and improved leah like when i think of high school i think we're all just like you know insecure like little people figuring out themselves trying to fit in with everyone else but like meeting you I was like wow she's so well spoken she knows where she's going in her life i was like oh i gotta get my shit together like, plot
1: twist two years later <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're not <fine>. there <laughs> um but for mia when i was thinking of my first impression of you i wasn't thinking of our drunk encounters i was thinking of when we met in your apartment probably, like Leo probably brought me over. But when I think of what I like my first impression of you is also like some car ride somewhere. I think we we're getting hot pot or something. It was a long car ride. And I remember <laughs> you were just teasing Leo. <laughs> and I remember thinking me and Mia are like really similar. Like the way we treat Leo. Like we're just always like Leo, like, what the hell? Like stop like stop doing that. Like why why do you think that? What are you saying? Like I was just like, wow, we're like the same person. I'm like Leah really surrounds herself with bullies, but, you know.
1: (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I'm not a bully. uh... You guys are there when it matters. You guys aren't bullies, but.
2: I just thought you were very, you are very real. Like, you weren't, even though Leah says you're hard to read, I think I got your personality right away, and I was like, this is who Mia is. Like, I know her as a person now. She's just very out with who she is. But you brought up an interesting point, and I wanted to kind of shift gears to what, what we've heard other people's first impressions of us were and you guys were spot on everyone says I'm really sound offish and that I look really scary and one guy even told me like jo- half jokingly he's like you're the type of girl who I imagine has like a pocket knife in her back Oh my and God. I was like okay I'm like not violent at all but people just think I just have a resting bitch face my mom even told me like you need to smile more people they probably think you're mad at them because you never smile but that's just how I am I guess I, I have tried to work on it to be more outgoing I think being in a sorority I've been able to talk to people more easily, but you know, if I'm really drunk, uh, I'm i probably come off very sound offish.
1: I think people perceive me as way too eager, bubbly, enthusiastic, and probably I come off way too happy. You
2: sound not <laughs> Yeah, that happy tone was like robotic. <laughs> Actually I agree with that when I introduce you to like people. Um, anywhere and you're like you're like hi, I'm Leah. Like how was your day? I'm just like oh my god. Like who is this Leah? It's actually kind yeah, of insane. When I introduce her to people, I just take a few steps back
0: because I'm like <laughs> <"Look>, just, <laughs> let, her, just <laughs> let her do her thing and then I'll come back. It's good though. It's not it's not a bad thing.
1: Anymore. No, it it can be overwhelming. It depends on the person, but I'm aware of it. But as we said, <laughs> it's like my nature. I yeah. literally want to please people. I just want everyone to like me, and sometimes that comes off strong. Sometimes people vibe with me.
0: I've gotten competitive. People think I'm really competitive, which I second. I am really competitive. I'm not <laughs> hiding it. Hard to read. Like I've had people say it to my face, too, which is kind of rude, honestly. But I had a boss come up to me, actually, and she came up and said, Hi, how are you? I was like, yeah, I'm good. She was like, why, why do you do that? I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, you just seem so... Upset at me, and I was like, I'm, I'm not. I, I said I was good. Like, what she was like, you're just so hard to read sometimes. And I was like, that's rude, you're my boss, you're not my friend. But yeah, I mean, I've gotten friendly before, I think I'm friendly.
1: You I were like, my actually my true first impression of Mia. You invited me to play soccer with you, and that was super like surface level. You're like, hey, you knew I played soccer, hey, come play with us. And I was like, wow, that was so kind of her to invite me. Um, and then. Little did you know if you didn't come, we would have to forfeit that game. <laughs> <laughs> and then her true color show.
0: I think I can, though, fake coming off nice when I meet people. Like, it's something I can put on and then like if it's just
1: not sustainable
0: yeah and then if i find out that i one don't like you or i do like you then either i'll start making fun of you or (laughs) i just won't talk to you anymore
2: so you know how like college is a place where you can kind of reinvent yourself like if you go to if you go somewhere where not a lot of people from your hometown go to um i was wondering if when you moved to la did you guys kind of change any aspects of yourself like did you try to be more outgoing than usual did you try to like present yourself as like a different kind of person. I definitely struggled so hard to be like more outgoing. I just knew like this is a place where I don't know anyone. I have to do, I have to be more outgoing if I want to make friends. So that was something that I tried to really change about myself when I came here.
1: I think I had the same exact experience in that college is really hard and you really want to try to make friends, but you can't do that by being silent. And so you really have to push yourself to speak to other people. And like really as introverts, all of us, it can be hard. I remember because college, you think parties. Like I remember trying to be this super cool, not party girl, but Someone who was experienced like, oh, yeah, I've smoked a cigarette before or, oh, yeah, I've tasted alcohol before and been drunk. Like, I just wanted to live into that idealistic self, college self, which wasn't true, but also not sustainable. (laughs) Yeah, freshman me, like, I don't even recognize
0: her. It's just like I was trying to be someone totally different, which I mean, everyone is like Leah said, but I think ever since graduating if I talk if we if we're talking about like not college LA, I think um coming to LA, I tried to be like way more independent but also self-sufficient if that makes sense, like knowing that I can make it on my own basically, like I can live I can theoretically like live on my own, I can pay for everything for myself, like I can be a person on my own. And so I think that has required a lot of like, building up my confidence and making myself feel uncomfortable at times because I'm doing things alone or doing things independently. Um, Anything that like my mom used to take care of for me as a kid, like doctor's appointments or something or scheduling something like that, like, I just took it upon myself to just try to be my own person. And with that came a lot more confidence so. i'm the
1: exact opposite when i was like i could put on that persona for college but then the second like winter break came i was like mom can you schedule my dentist appointment like i just don't want to talk to someone like i would be i would basically revert back to what you said earlier like help me i am you
2: when i was a freshman i definitely milked the hawaii card so hard i was like you know it's kat the girl from hawaii like she just has this like happy-go-lucky vibe she's just so carefree so like you know on hawaiian time like not worried about (laughs) anything but when i joined a sorority i definitely did what leah did i tried to be more like a party person and like mia's first impression of me is actually i feel like a lot of people's first impression of me just because i i like learned to take on that persona i won't say that it's not a part of me like it definitely a lot less now but i mean being in a sorority has made me like more like down for things. You know, I used to be the person to be like, Oh, are we sure we want to do that? Like, <laughs> I don't think we should. Oh, no, thanks. But now I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like fine. That has opened up a lot more opportunities for me. Like I'm more willing to take risks now. So I think it's safe
0: to say that as individuals, we've all changed and evolved over the years and that, you know, your personality is never going to be stagnant. You're always going to be growing as a person and that's okay. And so we hope that whatever you take from this episode is that just be okay with who you are and whoever that may be with your friends or your family just to know at the end of the day that you're being true to yourself and uh yeah we hope you enjoyed listening and that you tune back in for future episodes to come follow us
2: at yappyhour.podcast on instagram leave us any comments or questions that you have and we hope to see you soon thanks for listening bye bye